right, so how to move to LA on a budget. In this video, we're gonna talk about not only how much it costs to live in LA per month and what to expect, uh, but how to actually achieve it and how I moved to LA with basically no money at 16, 17 years old uh, and who wanted to be a creator, influencer, whatever, um, and literally almost went bankrupt in the process of doing it, but ended up surviving. So you know, I have a lot of tips on how to move to LA, how to get the money, how to live on a budget. Uh, and in this video, I'm gonna go over it all. So let's just dive right in. To start off, let's talk about the structure of this video. The first half of this video, I'm gonna talk about the costs. So in each category, like rent, utilities, transportation, food, I'm gonna go over like how much it really costs, just so you know what to prepare for. And then the second half of the video, I'm gonna talk about how to actually get there, like the steps to save up, my tips for moving, and how to find these cheap places. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right into the first part. So the first category we're gonna go over is rent. Now, if you're trying to move to LA alone and you want a one bedroom apartment, you could be looking at anywhere from $2,000 a month, which is rare, mostly it's starting at 3K, to like five, $10,000 a month. So if you're not a sugar baby and you don't have a sugar daddy or you're not a nepotism kid, you know, you're probably not gonna have 10K a month just lying around to spend that. So my recommendation is to get a roommate. So I lived with roommates for a majority of my life. Um, I had roommates of five girls, one girl, two girls, three, like I've, I've, I've experienced it all. And um, the pricing range, if you have a roommate in LA, it depends what you get, of course. But for me, I've, I've found places that are like 1.12K to around 1.67K, like that, that range, you can get a pretty decent apartment and have it shared with like two or three other people. So, you know, that's what to expect for rent. It is really expensive. There are areas where it gets cheaper. Like, you know, if you want to live in like, I don't know, Pasadena or like Glendale, but if you actually want to live in LA, like the center, you know, it's going to be around that price. Um, I will say the best way to go about finding these places with roommates is Facebook Marketplace. That's personally how I find all my roommates. Um, I know some people do Craigslist, but I hate the UX of Craigslist, so I just don't go there. But, um, you know, I've had situations where roommates can be kind of scary because uh, people don't get along with me. And I've had that happen to me before. It sucks. But honestly, like, it's you save so much money and you just have to, like, really like vet the people, like, really interview who you're living with. But... I, I'm not going to go into my nightmare roommate situations, but for the most part, it's free to save money. And I found it very, very helpful um, and economically friendly. The next category uh, that I want to go over is transportation. So you will need a car in LA. I went to LA without a car. I would just use Uber. I was spending around like $1,000 a month. So... I recommend a car. My car, personally, my monthly cost is like $350 plus insurance plus gas is around $500. So my transportation a month is $500 a month, which is better than $1K. So um, highly recommend getting a car. I know it sucks for people. Like I have a lot of friends who like live in the UK or out of the country, but like you need a car unless you want to like live in like West Hollywood where you can like walk everywhere or like maybe Venice, but you need a car or a bike but you need a car. <laughs> um, the next thing is food. So this is my biggest tip with food, okay? I know a lot of people on these videos are like, oh, like save money, like don't eat out. Like you save so much money if you don't eat out. But I, I think you need to have an, 
an eating out budget if you live in LA. Because I'm assuming if you're a creator, right? And you're trying to move to LA or you're an entrepreneur, right? You're trying to meet people. That's the whole point of LA, right? Like that's why people pay so much money for here. Because there's like networking, there's so many events, it's by the beach. So like you need to prepare money to eat out just because food is one of the biggest ways to socialize with other creators. Like I personally go to like one or two times a week, a creator meetup. And sometimes it'll cost money. So I prepare like a $500 eating out budget. Now I never used to have this. I, I Before when I was 16, 17, I didn't have an eating out budget. That wasn't a thing. But now that I'm older, like I am very conscious of my money and I set aside a good coin just to eat out. And if you don't have this money in the beginning, it's okay. But I really think it's important to work up to. It is not necessary. You can't cook at home. But personally, for me, in my head, like the purpose of LA to, is to meet people. So, you know, plan to have a goal of having that money um, set aside. So basically, once you once you put together rent, t- transportation, uh, going out and, you know, other things like the gym, you know, I go to 24 hour fitness. It's like 50 bucks a month, um, You like health insurance and all that. I calculated that you average will spend around $3,000 a month to 3.5K. And that's very comfortable lifestyle. Obviously you can go lower. You can have like three roommates in one room. Like you could obviously go higher, but let me just tell you, <laughs> you do not want three roommates in one room. Cause I'm assuming if you, again, you are like a YouTuber, you need space to film. So I realistically think around that budget, you can get a really sick place and prepare to make that money. Um, you know, I will say personally for me, because I go out to a lot of events, I drive a lot and, um, I just have a lot of stuff that I, I buy. Like I have a meal delivery service. I have appliances that I'm buying, like a furniture, um, like my personally monthly cost right now is like one 5k a month, which is a lot more than when I first started. Like you don't need that amount in the beginning, but that's what I would say if you want to actually permanently live here. Okay. So you might be wondering, hey Jade, how do I get that $3,000 a month in order to live in LA? Now, you could save up a lot of money, like save up $40,000 and just like live off that and work a job. You could do that, right? And you can move out of your parents' house. But for me, um, I'm impatient (laughs) and I wanna move to LA. So here is my strategy. And I I personally think you do not need the $3,000 a month to move to LA. You don't need that upfront. And this is what you do. I call this the housing ladder. This is my secret strategy. I've never told anybody, but it really works. So it's three stages. It's a ladder. There's three different stairs. The first step is to move to LA for a week or two and just get an Airbnb. I know it sounds like kind of like what, like I'm trying to like, you know, this video is about moving to LA, but trust me, it's a lot cheaper to visit LA for a week or two, do your business, film whatever collabs, go to a conference and whatever, and then go back to your parents' house. I did this of like living in LA for two weeks at maybe a friend's house or getting a really cheap Airbnb for a long time. When I was 16, 17, I did this a lot. A lot of people thought I actually moved to LA, but I didn't. I like either stayed there for a month at a time, two months at a time, or I stayed there for literally a week and I would go back home because I couldn't just afford, you know, a 2K lease for a whole year. So I would do this. I would basically go on Airbnb or Facebook Marketplace and find people who are renting out their place for a week or two, or at the time, maybe it was like a month or two. Um, And this saved me a lot of money because like if I didn't have money, I could just go home, you know? And, you know, it just doesn't really work if you're older, you have kids and family. But um, for me, you know, if I ever ran out of money, I would just go drive home or I would 
book a ticket. And this happened a lot. And I think not a lot of people know this about me that like I didn't, I couldn't afford to move in LA immediately. I had to like live here incrementally. Um, but that's what you gotta do as a 16 year old. You just gotta grind it and figure it out. And I really think if you're young, just take advantage of that. Like, like I think you should go to LA, but you shouldn't move there if you don't have the money. Because you can still get the benefits of meeting people. Maybe like once a month you go for a weekend trip or like, I mean, that can be kind of expensive. But, you know, for me, like I could find an Airbnb for like 50 bucks a night. Uh, like it's a shared housing, right? And then I could live there for like maybe a week. It would cost me around 350 bucks. And then that ticket would be like 200 bucks. Like it's definitely, you know, a thousand dollar trip, but it's a lot better than spending $3,000 and you can control it. Like you control your expenses and, you know, I really think if you're a YouTuber right now and you're working maybe a job, like save up a thousand dollars to go to LA for a few days and, you know, just maximize it. Like go to a conference or something or stay with a friend to save more money. Um, I used to stay with family members a lot. Like I would stay um, in my my mom's friend's family's house a lot. And uh, yeah, they got me by. So that's my first tip. And the first stage of the ladder is just don't move to LA if you can't afford it. You don't want to stress yourself out. Just stay here for a week or treat it like a vacation, and then you can move on to stage two. So stage two is what I call getting a midterm lease. So this is between, you know, getting a full one-year lease in an apartment that costs 2K a month and between going to Airbnbs or friends' houses or couches once a month, right? And this is what I call getting a place for like six months. So basically, there's a lot of housing in Los Angeles and California that basically is like a short-term lease it's normally people that are in college that maybe leave for three to six months because of break or they're going out of the country. Like you would be surprised how many people go abroad because of maybe school they're studying abroad and they just have an apartment that they are is laying around. And when I was living in San Luis Obispo, which is not LA, but it's a, it's a city in California. Uh, two years ago, I, I lived there and I was staying at a sublease and basically it's like you have your own room for three months or six months, um, but there's no commitment. Like you're not signed to like a landlord. Like it's, you're just basically renting from a friend and you're paying them for your monthly rent. And what's great about this is you don't need to buy furniture. It's usually furnished. And like I said, you can find these people on Facebook marketplace. You can search Los Angeles sublease. Some people do only a month. Some people do six months. So you just kind of check and again, you're going to pay like the 1.1K to 1.7K a month, but say you get it for like two months or three months, you know, that's still not a huge commitment than like a one year lease. And there's no furnishing, like that's the key, there's no furnishing. And, um, you know, I would say you, you only want to do this once you have some money, but like, you know, say you save up $10,000, I think you can use that 10 grand to live in LA for three months. And of course you might be wondering like, Jade, like you don't want to spend all your money in LA, but like, trust me guys, like, you know, I think LA is one of the most expensive cities, obviously, but there's so many benefits to this. Like, you know, I personally think I've gotten a lot of connections here. Literally, I met um, so many of the creators that I work with. I've met like managers at big corporations that now hire my agency for uh, work. Like that's how I literally got my Warner Brothers contract for uh, my XA Media company. So it's a risk, but there is a reward and you know, there's ways to do it without actually living there. So uh, I would consider that stage two. And stage three is like, is really for someone who's ready to commit 
and signs of when you release. And uh, that's when you pay basically the three to four K a month uh, indefinitely for a year. But as you can see, this gradual like stepping stone doesn't have to happen all in one. Like I personally, like let me give you a timeline. 16 to 17, I was doing like the kakamimi scheme, like getting a Airbnb or sleeping on a couch uh, for a week and going back to Portland, my parents' house. And I do that a lot. 18 to 19 is when I did the, you know, I got a three to six month stay and I lived there. Um, no furniture, just buying a, a place off a friend. And then 1920, I'm 20 now, is, is when I'm, I'm like now committing to like longer term leases. I just signed a new lease to a new apartment actually down the street, um, which you guys will see very soon. So um, as you can see, this is like, this is a whole like timeline of four years of me progressing <laughs> up this food chain. And you guys should try this housing ladder if you haven't already, especially if you're young, take advantage of it. Like this doesn't work if you have a family, but this does work if you're young. And I'm so happy I didn't sign a fucking one-year lease when I was 16 because I, wait, one, couldn't afford it. Two, I got to live in a lot of different places. So, and the best thing too is if you travel, especially if you go to like Digital Nomad, you go to Bali for a month or something, I don't know. Um, you don't pay rent all the months you travel. Like I would, you know, maybe get an apartment for two months and then leave the country for one month to travel and come back. And I would not have any overlap with like paying rent. So... That's one of the beauties of this housing ladder. And, uh, you know, obviously take your own advice, but that's personally what worked best for me. And I definitely think it's so realistic for any YouTuber. Like I think when people try to move out in one year, it's too ambitious, but over four years, you're definitely able to achieve your goal. And that's why I say use the housing ladder so you can still achieve your goals, but like moderate it. Last part of this video I wanna go over is where to live in LA. There's a lot of locations. And I've lived in every single part of LA. I've lived in downtown. I lived in Culver City. I lived in uh, North Glendale for a little bit. I lived in Hollywood. I lived in the beach. Um, so let me just say, stay away from downtown. I just don't like downtown. I know some people really do. Like you can live in the USC area, which is where I did and get away with that. But I just don't like downtown. It's There's nothing that I like to do there. I don't feel safe, especially if you're female. Like I just don't feel safe downtown and it's dirty and <laughs> I just don't like downtown. So personally for me, if you want to be in that area, uh, live in Glendale, Studio City, that's a really nice area. I just don't like it because I surf and Glendale, which is kind of like Northern LA is so far from the beach. It's like an hour and a half. So that was out for me, but I did live there for a bit. It was really nice. And, um, you know, I would just stay away from Hollywood. Like, just try, okay, honestly, if you've heard of the place, don't live there. Like, if you heard of Hollywood in downtown LA, because it's popular, it's probably not a good place to live because there's just so many people and there's a lot of homeless and there's a lot of just, um, it's just, I don't feel very safe in those neighborhoods because uh, I'm just really paranoid. But, you know, just try to stay away from those areas unless you get a really good deal. But if you do get a good deal, like, just be careful. Like, I remember I found this apartment in downtown LA. It was like super cheap. It was like 700 bucks a month. And I was literally going to move in because it was really cute. It was like a loft. And literally, I uh, I checked the address that I was going to like tour and it was on Skid Row. If you guys don't know what Skid Row is, like, it's like, it's just not a safe neighborhood. It's like the most like highest crime neighborhood in, in LA. So I would just be very careful. Let me tell you some areas that I do like. I really love Marina Del Rey, Culver City, and Venice. 
Obviously, I'm biased. It's by the beach. And it is expensive, but you'd be surprised. You could find places in Venice for a pretty good deal. And Culver City has really good deals. Like, I have a lot of friends that live there because it's, like, really close to the beach, but not beach prices. And if you have money, you should live in Marina Del Rey because that's my favorite place. I would say if, if, uh, if I could buy a house, I would either do Marina Del Rey or Manhattan Beach because uh, those places aren't insane. Um, I... If you guys are wondering where I live right now, I live in Redondo Beach slash Manhattan Beach. Like I live really like on the northern part. Um, and I really like it. Uh, my new place that I'm gonna move into is also in Manhattan Beach slash Redondo Beach, and I really like it. I, I really do. I think um, the South Bay area is amazing. So, anyways, there you go. That's my tidbit. Just live by the beach because I think it just it's like why would you move to LA if you can't see the beach? Um, and there's a lot of affordable places if you don't live like in the center of it. Like the most expensive thing I think you could live in is like Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. But um, I haven't lived there, so how would I know? I just personally have looked at places there. But anyways, those are my top picks. I hope this was helpful. All right, guys, we've entered the segment of the podcast where we talk about the questions of the week. And these questions are all about moving to LA, which is perfect theme for today's uh, topic. So let's just dive into it. So Pedro asks, I saw you are on Bumble this year and now you're in a relationship. Did Bumble LA work for you? <laughs> Wait, Pedro, are you saying you saw me on Bumble? Well, I hope, I hope, uh, I do not know my profile stop. Okay, uh, that reminded me to take it down. But um, yes, so I met my boyfriend on Bumble in Los Angeles, which is literally, literally the hardest thing to do is to meet somebody in Los Angeles and date them. Um, and this podcast will not be about that. But if you guys want a whole episode, just let me know in Instagram. Just just like text me. Um, so the thing is, Pedro, Bumble is in LA is a mess. There's a lot of people that are just wanting to, you know, fuck. And there's some, there's some people that are just really creepy. I just got really lucky, but I don't think I got lucky because like I was just scrolling on the app and I just found my boyfriend. He's amazing. No, like I literally went on so many dates, y'all. I was swiping like none other. I literally set a timer for 20 minutes a day to swipe on Bumble to find the fucking, you know, scavenge the one. <laughs> so... Do I think Bumble LA works? Yes, you get a lot of people, but it's not easy. You gotta scavenge for those people. So um, my, my best advice is literally to set a really strict filter so you find people like, uh, I don't wanna get too in detail about this, but uh, like let's just say I don't date people my age because I've learned from experience that uh, like if I was 19, I was dating another 19 year old, like most likely it wouldn't be compatible for a lot of reasons. But anyways, um, I set my age preference to a certain like range that literally like filtered out a lot of people. And then I was just swiping 20 minutes a day. <laughs> um, I met my boyfriend and at first, you know, I wasn't, I was really unsure if I kept wanting to swipe or if I kept wanting to, you know, go, you know, focus on him. But um, I just fall, fell in love and yeah, it's crazy. Bumble does work. It's just, you got to work for it. Um, Someone asks, do you feel safe walking around and what parts to avoid? I don't feel safe in all areas of LA. Like definitely I don't feel safe at night in any area in LA. Like it doesn't really matter unless it's like Malibu <laughs> or Calabasas or like, you know, I don't know, Palo Verdes. There's only like three places that I would walk at night. The rest of LA, I just don't feel safe. And that's just a personal thing. I've personally 
had very, like, I grew up very, like, paranoid. Um, but, you know, I don't think, you know, it's bad. Just, if you're female, just don't walk around at night. That's just the thing. I, it's really hard to say, unless you have really good self-defense, you know, you can do it, but I just don't do it without someone else. Um, unless I'm grocery shopping, like, that's not, that should be fine, but, like, I don't, like, walk on the fucking sidewalk at, like, midnight. Um, in the daytime, it's completely fine. Any area in LA, I feel like, in the daytime is fine. And, you know, I've lived in some sketchy neighborhoods, let's just say that, and I'm fine. Uh, Galagos asks, is rent as high as people say it is? Yeah, rent is really expensive. Um, like, like I told you guys earlier, you're going to be spending minimum 1.2k okay because utilities right and then maximum like 10k 1.2k is if you just share a room with like share a house with someone right and like you know average like you're looking at at least minimum like 1.6k because of utilities like if you get anything better than that just like grab that apartment because it's rare um someone asks me what's the la toxic culture creators talk of honestly okay here's the thing I don't see a lot of toxic LA culture because I just don't party with those people. <laughs> um, for the most part, a lot of like the business people are not toxic. Like I hang around with a lot of entrepreneurs and like web three founders. There's no toxicity. It's really when you run into like the creators, like not creators, like it's really when you go to the parties. Um, and I just don't have that many creator friends that are like, like that, like that are abusive and toxic. I, I, a lot of my creator friends are normal, nice people. And that's a conscious choice. I think when I was 16, 17, I got into a crowd of really sketchy people. Um, cause I don't do as many drugs. Like I just don't, I just don't do that stuff when I was younger. So I just cut them out. I, I don't know. I, I think I got really, really good at just filtering out people. Um, I'm also just someone who doesn't really tolerate a lot of bullshit. Like if you are someone who's like, okay, literally, I okay, you guys, I remember. So my first LA creator friend, I remember, let's just name him Brian. Brian was super fun. He was actually such a nice person, but he was just getting kind of weird. Like he would ask to like use my equipment and my camera and like he would ask to like borrow all my stuff. But like, you know, it just kept getting worse and worse. Like he just kept asking to stay longer. He kept asking me to go to parties and drive him. And like, I literally told him one day, I was like, no, we can't be friends. Like I, I can't. I can't be with you if you're, you know, being friends with me to, to use me. So I don't know. I've been really good at that. And that really helps. I think what people talk about is like, if you are a doormat, you will get run over in LA. Like you just have to be a fucking tank. My dad taught me to like be really, really like, like a be a bitch basically. And I think that helped me. So just don't be a doormat and you'll be fine. I really do think that. Um... Liz asks, do you have any secret places to go when feeling like escaping? Wow, this is a really good question. I really like this one. So when I'm really stressed, I go to the ocean. I always surf in Mahan Beach, El Porto specifically. And it's really beautiful. I also go, no one really knows this spot, but I go to Palo Verdes, which is like, it's like a really beautiful beach, but it's super, super like quiet. And I sit on this cliff and I just like think, it sounds kind of dark, but it's a beautiful place. So I go to either the beach in Manhattan Beach or I go to Palo Verdes and I really love that place. Um, do you see celebrities every day? No, I don't know. Cause I just don't live in those areas. You will see a lot of influencers if you go to like West Hollywood 
or Beverly Hills, but I do not live in those areas, so I do not see celebrities every day. And no, you just don't see like Kylie Jenner walking around. Is it worth paying all those taxes? LOL. I think so. I really do think so. I mean, um, I have a really good accountant and we do the best we can with write-offs and stuff, but I don't mind paying more. I'm so much happier here. I also have my, like my friends are here. My boyfriend's here. Um, I surf. Like I, there's a lot of things that I feel like maybe are not financially an ROI, but like mentally and like, like you can't lie. LA is like one of the best places in the world to live. The weather is perfect. It's 80 degrees year round. You have the beach, you have the mountains, you have the best food you could ever ask for. And so many events. I really love LA. I, I, I would live here for the rest of my life, honestly. Um, I would still travel, but I could see myself living here for the rest of my life. I was born in LA, and I would probably stay here and buy a house here with a family and stuff, because I don't see myself, I mean, I just don't see myself living anywhere else. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Chrissy asks, do you feel like you get exposed to creative opportunities? Yes, I get exposed to so many opportunities. Literally, um, you know, I have made a conscious effort to go to meetups. Like I go to these crypto meetups and I literally met so many people that helped me with my company, my partnerships. Uh, I met one of my co-founders at an event. So you get a lot of creative opportunities, but you have to go out there. Like a lot of people think you just move to LA and you get opportunities. Like no bitch, you work. Um, I remember I would like sign up for so many events and dinners and just show up and meet people and it takes a lot of work so you just have to find these events if you're curious how i find these crypto events i just kind of go on crypto twitter i just search like venice meetup and then people people typically post things justin asks what's your favorite place in la county that reminds you of slow i study in la and feel homesick wow justin this is such a good question because so if you guys don't know i used to live in southern cal uh, central california which is san luis obispo and it's around a three-hour drive away from LA. And I moved to LA because obviously, like, I, I have so many friends here. I work here. A lot of the creators I, I have live here. So I really miss SLOW, though, because SLOW, or San Luis Obispo, the acronym is SLOW. Sorry if I keep saying that. Um, SLOW was just so beautiful. It was, it's, it's like LA, but all, like, a lot cleaner and a lot prettier. So... Justin, I found a really cool spot and I hope no one takes advantage of it, but I I found Palos Verdes very similar to, to Slow. Like I said before, it's where I escape, so I hope no one comes there. <laughs> I hope like a whole tribe doesn't come there, but Palo Verdes is beautiful. It's a great escape. There's a lot of hiking that reminds me of Slow. And yeah, the other place is Malibu, but Malibu is kind of crowded. But yeah, I really love that place. Um, Josh DIY asks, do you find costs of living outweigh the opportunities? Yes, I think so. Josh DIY asks, do you think LA matters or would you rather have a nicer place in a less nice area? I'd rather have a shitty place, but still live in the best place in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because I never grew up with a nice place. Like I, I never grew up with like five acres in like a three story house. You know, I, I grew up in a small apartment. And um, in a way, I was actually very thankful for that because I just prefer to travel. I prefer to go, I prefer to go outside and that's why I feel like LA is worth it. Someone asks, how much does it averagely cost to live there? I would say 3K if you're really stingy and, and you want to be mindful of living. But honestly, you would probably want 4,000 
dollars uh, a month. Um, how do you celebrate Chinese New Year in Los Angeles? Uh, good question, mom. <laughs> my mom asked this. So me and my boyfriend are making dumplings tonight, um, and I am going to make uh, some red envelopes for my friends. And yeah, that's about it. Just eating with some loved ones. All right. Someone asks how to make friends in LA. Um, making your friends in LA is so hard. I think that's harder than dating, to be honest. The best way to make friends is living with other people. Honestly, if you can find a roommate that you click with, that is the fastest way. The other way is going to school here. My boyfriend literally went to school. Uh, he got his master's degree at Pepperdine. But he went to Pepperdine because he wanted friends in LA. So, you know, like join a school, a club, or I think a roommate is the most realistic. Because it's not only economically smart, but just you can make friends. The thing is, you risk not clicking with them and just fucking hating each other, which happened to me before. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I have so many more questions from y'all asking about LA. So if you want a part two, just tag me on Instagram. My Instagram is jdarmawangsa. I'll link it below. And just let me know that you like this episode and I will record more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a five-star review and I'll see you guys very soon.